0: When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge.
1: Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge with the show covering what just everyone loves to talk about at the dinner table, that is federal income tax. Today we will be discussing something very vital when it comes to income tax, but not particularly regarding the tax code, but something in regards to your data when you have a preparer do your data, and that is the security of your data. And this is going to be a vitally important topic because people are actually targeting tax preparers, especially those hackers and so on. So you need, it's a good subject to be aware of and you need to really know how secure is your data when you take it to a tax preparer. I want to give a big thank you out to listeners uh, here in the United States, as well as those uh, listening around the world, areas Ireland, China, Indonesia. Really thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. It's such a Such a privilege to be able to share this information with you all. A few updates for this week here. This week, the IRS released uh, inflation adjustments for the 2021 tax year uh, for each of the filing statuses and uh, also for like retirement plans and so on. Uh, We'll be publishing those out on the blog here uh, later this week. Also, uh, this is actually some bad news uh, that the Internal Revenue Service, uh, which stopped sending out Uh, some balance due notices back in May while the IRS is going to resume to start sending out some balance due notices on some taxes. So you could possibly be expecting those in the mail in the next few weeks. Now back to our topic of the day, which is data security. And this is vitally important with your tax data because when you share your data with a tax preparer, it is basically your whole life many times i know people come into my office or they send me information through my web portal it's vital that i keep that information secure and why is that well you think about it when you go to a tax preparer or you send in the information or transmit it electronically many times and i know from my office in particular we have to have items uh, such as uh driver's licenses, or other forms of identification. We need to have, if you have dependents, like children you're claiming, oftentimes birth certificates, also uh, social security cards, and also social security cards of the parents as well, especially if you're a new person coming into the office and I don't know you. So we take all these precautions, and many times why the tax preparers get this information as many times, well, it's basically because of what's called in our business due diligence. We gotta make sure that those to whom we're providing the service to are who they say they are, the children that they're claiming are the children that are actually there. So documentation, which is basically everything that a potential thief would need to steal your identity is in a tax preparer's office. And those who are trying to do identity theft know this already. It's vitally important then that you as a tax, prepar- tax uh, payer know that the tax preparer you are working with has your data secure, not just physically, but also electronically. Some good points to keep in mind here. And so some of the points we're going to cover this evening, I mean this day at this show, (laughs) is from the Financial Modern Services Act of 1999, also known as the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act. Now basically, without getting into too much detail, what this reminds us of is that each year you get these privacy notices in the mail from your various financial institutions, your banks, your credit cards you get them either electronically come to your email, filling up your email box, or they come to you in the physical mail through the postal service. You get these notices, and why do you get those? Is because of that act passed in 1999, basically covering data privacy. Now, how does this come back to tax preparation? Well, as a tax preparer, one who does the taxes for individuals, I am also required to provide a copy of my privacy policy to those to whom I work at the time we engage the service. So whether you uh, go go and check it out on my website or uh, we're visiting uh, through a web, uh, a web conference like through Zoom and we're deciding to do business, I should provide to you or send to you electronically if we're doing it that way if you're in the, or if you're in the office have a physical copy of that privacy policy available for you to review so you, as the client, understand how your data is protected in the office and exactly what your data is being used for. And it's important to know these things because once again, you wanna know how your data is used and is your data gonna be safe with this person you're using or you're using to prepare your tax return. And as I mentioned, yes, these need to be in a hard copy or an electronic form. And more and more it's becoming electronic. And they're, and like in my case, they're available on my website, cashtracksfinancial.com. Some of the information that is absolute vital that is necessary to be in that is uh, just w- what you're collecting, like names, dates, social security numbers, those kind of items, addresses. All of these need to be said in the privacy policy. See, and it's important. See, normally when we get those in the mail, I know I'm guilty. I know I do this. I get them from various institutions I work with. I look at, oh, is their privacy policy? Sometimes I kind of scan it and move on. Other times I just, oh, privacy policy and I throw it away. Most of us do that. It's just what we do. Well, it's important that at least you get the policy with your at the time of engagement or with your tax return. It's vital to get that because every client that comes in has an opportunity to see our privacy policy, as well as a copy is included with each and every tax return that leaves this office. It is also good to know on this privacy policy uh, other third parties who may have access to your data, and that could include as well software companies that a tax. uses uh, could be, like I say, could include the tax preparation company. Could include a company that maybe they use for their electronic storage uh, information. It could include a many, many other companies that they may use within their tax practice. And in the practice of preparing tax returns, it's good to know that. Another important factor to know in any privacy policy, which is a practice that I personally avoid and do not do, and that is. Outsourcing, which basically is a fact, does that office send your information over to another office electronically, have them process it or put it into a tax return and send it back? Data outsourcing, do they have that? Some offices do that. It's neither good nor bad. All I know is it's a practice that I do not do. Everything stays in house within. these walls of my office and within my networking system so that I know what's going on with that data. So that is vitally important to know that. And so that's why like on my privacy policy, it plainly states we do absolutely no outsourcing of client data. So that's one thing that would, it would be good to know if you're going to someone perhaps for the first time. Yet we as a business do not do that. Now, another area that is very important to think about is that sometimes we think, well, I got an easy tax return. So and so over here, will do it for like 50 bucks or a hundred dollars. Now think about this though, if you go and do that, what are you essentially providing to that person? Well, you're providing that person who may be using some type of do it yourself software, not really a commercial grade software. What they could be do, what you're going to do is you're going to give them the same information that you would give to me coming into my office or transmit to me by uh, my electronic portal, you'd have to to give them pretty much the same information. Now the question is though, how secure is your data going to be with those individuals? Which by the way, those individuals are pretty much known as a ghost preparer. (laughs) And you're thinking, okay, maybe what is a ghost preparer? Well, many times these individuals who do this, what they do is they'll use some type of do-it-yourself software. They'll enter in all your information, social security numbers, birth dates, information off of your W2s or uh, other information that is vital for a tax return. They'll enter it in. Sometimes they'll be using the interview mode on the tax uh, on the uh, do-it-yourself software they're using and they'll go around, they'll complete your tax return. Now, Some of those softwares also, when you go and set them up, you have to set up an account, you use some type of email address. Now, how that works, I really don't know, but I'm just, but I do know you have some type of login with them. And the other part is because it is do it yourself software and this third party or ghost preparer that you're using could very well be, well, they're entering in your information, but how secure is your information? After that tax return is transmitted through the do-it-yourself software, who has access to that if you have any problems with the IRS? As well as these ghost repairs where the real issue comes in with these individuals is the fact that 99% of the time that you may pay them $50 or $100 to do your tax return, but yet the bottom portion, or actually it used to be bottom portion of page two, now it's on page one. There's a portion there that says, paid preparers information. And that is where that individual who prepared the tax return and was paid to prepare the tax return is required by law to put in their, ta- their information, their name, address, tax ID number, and also required by uh, IRS tax code to put in their P10, which is an ID number That is assigned to each preparer of taxes. And you're really compromising your data if you use such a person to do that because one one reason is if there's a problem with your tax return, as far as the IRS knows, you self-prepared the tax return on some type of do-it-yourself software. Because it'll say when it goes to the IRS, it says self-prepared. So as far as they know, no third party was involved in it. So what you got to think about is how secure is my data if this third party is doing this and putting in this information and that I may, I could have compromised data. Even if they give you everything back, who has access to that account? I mean, I don't know. And it is a strong warning I put out not to use people who do not sign tax returns just by themselves. And in that alone, you could be compromising your tax data and potentially be a victim of identity theft because of this. And one of the big, big issues I run into when it comes to data security and data theft is theft of children's information, something big to be aware of. So make sure whoever you do has a good data security policy and is someone who signs the tax return. Going to talk more on this security issue and more on to physical office security. When we come back in just a couple of minutes, this is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at com or call 844-394-4287. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
1: the bottom line in business.
0: This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in the number is one 472 5790 That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at Cashtracksfinancial.com. Now back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. I appreciate you sticking around for this next portion. I am Marcelino Dodge today talking about the importance of security of your data with regards to tax preparation and tax offices. We touched previously in our last segment just a little bit about data security policy and why it's important to use someone who really secures your data. This time we're gonna go into physical office security. So you come into a tax office or you go to a tax preparer, how secure is your information physically going to be? We're going to talk about electronic just a little in just a little while, but physically, how long, how safe is your information in a physical sense? Well, if in this world, the physical delivering physical W-2s and so on is becoming less and less, but yet there's still information that is on paper, which some people prefer to do business that way, and that's fine. I have individuals who will still uh, physically mail their tax information and ID copies of ID documents to me, which that's okay, which when that happens, or if a person walks in the door uh, and has their tax documents and tax information plus other identification documentations, plus documentation for their children, that information needs to be physically secured for the time period that we have that. So our client files, we start off a new file for a client. How secure is that? Well, that starts with whoever you have at the front desk. Is that, has that individual that is in the receiving area, has that individual had a background check? That is something important to know at, a, at an office. Have the employees been background checked? Does the employer know? In my case, I'm the employer. I have an assistant that has, has had a background check and has, come, well, come through clean. And that's important because people want to know that they can walk into an office, they can trust these individuals with their information, and it's not going to end up somewhere on the dark web or be sold for illegal purposes. So that's important on how client files are secured. Then the next step is what's the policy of this office at the end of the day or even during the day, for example, the employee at reception who has, Uh, duties and but they may need to go take care of some personal business in the office while they're away from their desk do they leave anything on that desk that is client client that can identify a client that has any information that can be compromised well the answer to that question is there should be nothing on that desk and if they're the only one in the office the front door should be either should be secured so that no one can come in and get that information. Uh, A desk should be locked and even file cabinets, which we still have some file cabinets here, old style four drawer file cabinets, which are physically locked when someone is not in the office and they're physically locked. If we need to leave the office for a little bit, these are always locked. So any client information that is in the desk, inside the desk, or inside the file cabinet, so all of that information is totally secure. So it's good, these are items that it's good to know about and, and to be aware of. My, my assistant here is trained so that she, what she does, that she, she takes care of these items. She's very careful, understands the privacy, confidentiality of client information, safety of client information, so that yes, we, may, we do lock the door each and every night. We lock it during lunch when nobody's here. We have a regular lock. We have a deadbolt lock. We have a security system with 24-hour monitoring as well, adding to the level of physical security in the office, and there's a camera in our office as well. So we have all of these safety measures in place physically to protect client data and at least for me personally, this is the bare minimum that anybody should have. And there could even be more that some offices may need. Every office is different, but we keep the what we absolutely need here with 24-hour monitoring, and I can check on my devices. Okay, look at the camera. Okay, here's what's going on over there. Uh, check to make sure the status of the security system. Make sure that's working. Okay, great. That is set, so we are good to go. We know the office is secure 24 hours a day seven days a week so but in addition to that security measure you also have to look at electronic data protection because that's essentially when you really look at it that is like the back door into an office even if you don't physically have a back door you can have a back door coming in through electronically through your network so electronic data protection is required by the IRS that uh, tax preparers like myself have some type of data protection policy in place. Now, what when it comes to data protection, perhaps the weakest link in that data protection is my employee. And why is that? Well, the employee, my, uh, my assistant, again, has been trained not to click on any emails that, that that have a link. It's like if it comes with a link, and especially if whoever's sending that is unknown, you do not click on that email, period, end of story. Because that is why in offices, there are often breaches. It's because someone clicked on a link in an email that they should not have, and thus some type of malware is installed onto their computer. And because of that, you can have ransomware demands or other, other issues arise that it's just vitally important that that not be done. So we got to make sure that whoever's – it's good to make sure that whoever has the reception area, whoever the employees are of that, have the understanding that impl- that protection of client data is vital and this is one of the ways that it is done. Also, also, as we move on this, get past that weakest link and cover that, it's vitally important because one area that is next in here, of course, is security software. Whoever uh, There are a variety of companies out there. I don't endorse or, or push any company. What I do encourage is that you need to make sure that whoever is doing your taxes, a professional like myself, has some type of security software on their system. This is, uh, some type of software that, and there's many vendors, many quality vendors available, but make sure that it has antivirus protection. It has firewall protection. It has uh, malware protection, all of those protections in there so that, what, so that it minimizes any potential threat to your computer coming in off of the internet. Because so many offices like my own are connected to the internet and using software that is cloud-based software. And so in using this cloud-based software, you're on the internet constantly all day long and so you gotta have these protections in place and so whoever does your tax return has to have this type of software in place on guard 24 hours a day and being regularly updated. That is the key. Just whoever is using or using your tax data cannot be using or should not be using some type of the free antivirus software because those just in this environment that we're in now is just not as protection. I don't think they're as good as buying a quality protection system that will certainly safeguard your system. And to go along with your security or software it's it's a good good idea to have a really good quality router for your office a really good quality if you're gonna have Wi-Fi to have a really good quality Wi-Fi in there with all the highest 128 gig protection or or bigger or even 256 protection have at least those in place so that your Wi-Fi network is also secure for your devices now You want to have make sure that if uh, an office has Wi-Fi, it's good that they have you that they have actually two separate Wi-Fi. Some accounting offices will maybe have a guest Wi-Fi. Well, that's okay as long as that Wi-Fi is totally separate from the Wi-Fi that is used by the employees. Like on my tablet, for example, I have the Wi-Fi network that my tablet accesses, which is connected to the same network that my desktop computers are connected to. However, I have a guest Wi-Fi that is totally isolated from the rest of the network. And because of that, my client's data is as secure as it can be. And so that is another vital, vital effort in having secure data for you and for your children and, and and for your protection as as using a tax preparer, you got to have that. That's why using a professional like myself who has these things in place, it protects your data. Another area that fits right in with electronic data protection is drive encryption. Yes, is the hard drive of the computers used for tax preparation in the office or used for storing any type of client data? Is that hard drive? encrypted and it's not just saying oh well i got a windows password no it goes beyond that does you can ask your tax preparer okay your computers when you start them up before they boot up do they ask for a password and this is like I say this is even more critical than the windows password because because i have passwords on my computer first my computer starts up And before it even starts booting, it asks for the password, which on Windows 10 Professional, which is what we use, it has BitLocker on there, which what that does is that has drive encryption in it, which I have to enter in that password, and I have to enter in that password correctly before it even decrypts the drive. And so if someone happens to pick up, wants to steal my computers, they have to be able to decrypt the drive. And so that is a level, another level of protection you got to have or your tax preparer needs to have. It would be something I would ask about before you even go to a tax preparer. How, what kind of protection do you have for my data? Which to me is even more, which is way more important than anything you pay or what you're going to pay. How secure is your data? That should be right at the top of your list. How secure is your data going to be at this office? Because all my data, my whole life is going to be in this computer. How secure is it going to be? Well, through things drive encryption, antivirus, security software, uh, physical locks, all of these are areas that need to be addressed and is important for you to keep in mind before you choose someone who's going to do your taxes. These are absolutely vital. And then, does the person have backups? Well, some say, well, we got a backup over here, but it's on the same place, or it's in the same building. Now, where is the backup? How secure is the backup? Well, there are certain backups that you can do, which, which are perfectly fine. Some nice uh, online backup systems that can be used. Some use some uh, on, on-premise backups, but oftentimes it's encouraged to have more than one backup for your system. So that's another, that's another area that it's important for someone to have or even to know, okay, is your data backed up? Should my data, should a disaster happen? Is my data gonna be secure? Is my data gonna be available if a disaster does occur? Well, with a proper backup, that office can definitely be able to do that, which is why we use various backup systems ourselves. We're going to discuss a little bit more about disaster recovery, if a disaster does happen, why that is important, and how that fits in with your data security. In just a couple minutes, when we return to the Tax Answers Advisor, this is Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
1: Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his client's tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtraxfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is one 472 5790 That's one 472 5790 You may also send an email to success at Cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. I appreciate you sticking around for this next segment here. I am Marcelino Dodge. As we continue in our discussion about data security, going to take just a small turn here because as part of data security, at least from my standpoint, is that making sure your data is secure and how do you recover from a disaster And I bring this topic up here is because it is timely. We look at uh, recent uh, wildfires across the country. We look at hurricanes that have hit in some areas. And we look at because in some cases, uh, like in the case with the hurricanes and some of these fires, how the IRS has extended out due dates for tax returns and tax payments as a result of this. Now, that is a very, very generous and very kind that that is done yet. If you've lost everything in a disaster, how do you prepare to file your taxes is a question. Uh, how? What can be done to help you? Well, the best way to deal with a disaster is to prepare ahead of time for that unexpected potential of a disaster. Now, every area, it's important to examine what type of disasters are possible in your areas? You live around. Uh, well, of course, you live in parts of California. And you have the wildfires, and there could be other issues. And even in parts of Colorado, we see wildfires that destroyed several homes. You have uh, hurricanes that destroyed perhaps, that destroyed some homes, and you've seen some really bad disasters. So it's good to kind of kind of examine that and prepare, which is vitally important because. As a tax preparer myself, I got to think about disasters. I mean, in my case, I got to think about the potential of tornadoes. I can think of, of bad blizzards. Uh, I can think of a potential disaster, not necessarily a natural disaster. But I, in my little town here, we're a very, very uh, busy, two very busy highways. We have a lot of trucks going through some perhaps with hazardous materials. So I've got to think about the possibility of a hazardous material spill which is a, a type of disaster. So there's, there's a lot of different areas to have to deal with and think about. So it's important to make sure that proper uh, recovery is available. And some of that, once again, relates back to what I talked about in the last segment about disa- about backups, having making sure data is backed up, which is important because if you're in a disaster and you need some information, especially tax information, who are you going to go to? Well, I would expect that people would go looking to the, whoever did their tax return to do that, which is the way I look at it. It's vital that me as a person who's providing a valuable service to my to my clients and people who I really care about, that I keep this information available, which is important also, which when we work together on a annual plan that we work with is that some of this information we may even have available before we file the tax return, because of the backups I keep in place, which are vital to be able to do that. So yes, being prepared, having backups, not just on the premises, but backups off the premises through some uh, web services like like what I am using to backup uh, data so that my client's data can be available if the unexpected happens, because it's People are just going to need information. And so, as we think about the disasters that can happen and why it is important to be able to keep your information safe, keep it secure so that if needed, you can get it. Very, very simple. Also, what we want to think about is in a disaster, if it when a disaster occurs, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when a disaster occurs. It's just absolutely essential that you just you got to be on guard simply stated you got to be on guard you look at whether it's wildfires hurricanes tornadoes whatever part of the country you're in uh, there are people and it's really sad there are people who to, who pretend they're from a charity and they're trying to get data they're calling you perhaps to say, okay, can you donate to this charity? And oftentimes they're just wanting to get your personal information because basically they want to steal it. And that's just really sad. The other sad consequence of disasters is bogus websites, websites set up that could look like maybe a very reputable charity, but yet is false and is a company. And is someone just out there looking to take advantage of someone's generosity, which again is very sad. Now the biggest one I'm going to give a warning about is is because is when one's call, and that's oftentimes how it's done, is through a call. May be done through an email, is where people or individuals pretend to be from the IRS. That is just plain fraudulent when one's pretend to be from the IRS. Now, a few points to keep in mind is, in regards to when it comes to disaster information, is that when it, the IRS does not contact people via phone in general. I've, in fact, I've not even really known the IRS to call somebody Uh, there's been so many scams out there, not just related to disasters, but other areas where ones have called pretending to be from the IRS saying, we're sending the sheriff after you if you don't pay X amount of dollars. Well, the IRS just doesn't do that. Now, if you haven't, now, of course, as I mentioned earlier, some balance due notices are being sent out by the IRS. Now it's very, (laughs) it takes a lot of time before the IRS may actually call you. So yeah, don't ever accept any calls from someone who claims to be from the IRS. Now, the other part with that is that when you talk to speak to someone from the IRS and I've had the the opportunity to do so several times is that they always give you some type of badge number or ID number as well as explain plainly who they are. And the ones I've talked to from the IRS and I've been fortunate, I've spoken to a lot of very nice people, very nice, hardworking people, but I've always called them. So yes, after a disaster if you get any of these calls or solicitations from someone claiming to be from the IRS, just hang up, tear it up, or if you feel like you need need, need an opinion on the information, you can always uh, contact your, your tax preparer. That's and I have it and I've had a few people, individuals call me because I work I work really closely with my clients trying to help them to understand various uh, tax information and I just let them know that no, that that is not that is not a legitimate IRS communication. And then we just move on. Now you oftentimes what we like to do as a result of a disaster is we like to make a contribution. Now, but then who do we contribute to? Well, that's we gotta make a choice, but when we do want to make a contribution, I recommend and it's basically needed, especially if you're thinking about make taking any type of uh, deduction for it, you need to make sure that if you make a contribution to a charity, a legitimate charity, you need to do so by either check or credit card. Because you need to have the receipt. Because a few years back, the IRS made some changes that you cannot count cash, basically. Or you have to have some type of receipt. So if you give cash, you have to have some receipts. So many years ago, I've been... Re- since, since that change was made, I've been recommending to clients, if you're going to donate, make sure it's in a check or a credit card so you have the immediate receipt. Now, the secondary part of that is that if you donate more than $250 in a day, you need to get some type of acknowledgement from the charity. Now, many charities are good at, at giving you that acknowledgement, although you may need to remind some occasionally or you may need to... Request it, but you definitely need to have that on hand if you want to try to deduct that. Because some states, even if you uh, are perhaps not able to take the the charity deduction on the on your federal return because of the itemized deduction, some states let you take let you take a deduction. Uh, For example, Colorado, if you donate more than five hundred dollars to a verifiable charity, if you didn't claim anything on the federal return, you can claim you can claim it. You can claim anything above $500 on your state, Colorado state return. Very nice, uh, very nice provision. Now, this year we do have a change because of the CARES Act that you can claim a $300 above the line deduction for charitable donations on your federal tax return. And I'm sure I'll have several people that'll take advantage of that. And that's its not a big deduction, but its it's there. It's something to take advantage of if you have it. Now, if you're looking for an organization that you can use or that you would really like to make a donation to, that uh, I recommend that you go to irs.gov and search for exempt organizations. There they have qualified 501 c 3 organizations and those are the ones that you can more than likely take a deduction with and so it's very important to think about that in the event of a disaster or if you're just wanting to make some type of donation in general, making sure that you do uh, make a, contrib- a contribution to some, uh, contribute a charity that you can actually take a federal tax deduction for. So that's just some, some ideas when it comes to disaster of how we need to just keep in mind of how important it is to be ready. So to have your, yourself financially ready, make sure for your tax preparer that they're ready as well by having the proper information. We're gonna touch base on a few more things when we come back in just a couple minutes here. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: us on twitter at voice America trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice America trn today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing tax laws change rapidly the traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works to deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com dot com or call eight four four three nine four four two eight seven.
1: The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtraxfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge, and I do truly appreciate you coming back for this final segment of today's show that has been very exciting because it's a topic that for me as a tax professional is perhaps even more important than actually doing the tax return and that is protecting my clients data and I'm hoping that those who have listened to the show today will really be asking the question to their tax preparation person how secure is my data in your office what procedures are you taking to protect my data from theft. Yes, we've covered many areas today and how important it is that you know a privacy policy that your tax preparer has. And because it applies to the tax industry just as much it applies to banks or uh, insurance institutions, all of those, it's vital that, that you know the privacy policy of whoever's doing your income tax return because it's required by law basically there and it's not a suggestion for tax repairs. It is a law, So it needs to be deployed and it needs to be there. And so it's important that you be aware of this. Now also along with this, I do give the little warning here that what we do in my office and what I'm sure many tax preparing offices do is that they prepare as absolutely best they can. They take absolutely every security precaution. But there's no, there is no 100% foolproof plan. But we can take every single precaution that we can to protect our client data. And so that's where you as a tax payer need to be confident in wherever you put your information or whoever you share your information with for the purposes of tax preparation or for the purposes of um, other problem solving and financial matters to help with your cash flow, that your information with that office will be secure. And in some cases it can even be within an office of, a pro- of, of only providing authorized access to certain people within an office there. Because I actually have some areas in my office, some information that is not shared with my assistant. And thus there's different safeguards in place in the software and in, uh, also in desks, that information that my assistant doesn't have access to because the client chooses that that's what they want. So I respect what the choice of the client is in the matter. And of course, every year I do notify my clients when they get their tax return there. And so that they have a privacy policy, we let them know that their data is protected So, that they again can be confident that what they have, the information that we have there. But I'm going to mention this part again here because to me it is just so, so important that I recommend avoid using any individual for tax preparation that does not sign the tax return. Now, uh, It especially includes those who, like, say they'll do it 50 bucks, 100 bucks, or whatever. They do it cheaply, but that old saying, you get what you pay for, well, you could be compromising your data by using one of these, once again, as termed in the business, a ghost preparer. Not only may you be having your tax return not prepared right, but once again, you could be compromising your data just by giving your data to that person. They may give everything back, but see, the problem is they still entered that into some type of software that they used with the 99% chance they're not signing your tax return. So thus, they took some money, but they're not taking responsibility for it. So again, I, I just really strongly warn against using such people says, oh, I can do that for you. No, don't do that. That's not good for you. It's not good for the tax industry. It's not good for... Data security. You're really putting yourself at risk with doing so. It just is not a good idea to do that. And then also paying close attention to what the office security procedures are within an office. Do they lock their file cabinets at night? Do they lock their desks at night? It's just all of these little vital things. Have they background checked the employees working in their office? Just some just some little thoughts so that you know and you can have confidence that when you come to this office or you do business with this office electronically, that yes, my data is secure. And then just the thinking about the electronic issues, do they have software security? Yes, we do. We use software security here. We have a very strong uh, system we're using for data protection, both our physical uh, hard drive, uh, our, I mean, our network server is uh, is very strong. We do our best there. We keep in good uh, drive encryption in our systems so that ones uh, so that the hard drives are always encrypted, so that data will not be compromised if uh, the drive, for example, gets left the office. The data is secure in that manner, and even of course our security software in place that keeps the. The virus is out, keeps the malware out, and then even more important than all of that, as I work here and what needs to really be done is making sure that all employees understand the importance of security for clients, understand compliance, understand client safety and client confidentiality. All of these are vital in any data protection that is done, which is why in this office it is absolutely stressed client protection, client privacy. We will, we do that, we back it up, we practice that on every single client there. So it's absolutely essential your data be protected. And so avoid anyone who will not protect your data or does not provide the necessary precautions for your data to be secure. And then just just a little reminder here about being prepared for a disaster. Is the office prepared for a disaster? Well, you're not going to be perfectly prepared, but are safeguards in place? Are the backups in the office ready? Are they there so that if you as my client needs your information, can I get my information? The answer to that question is yes. You'll be able to get copies of what information we have because we got proper backups in place so that your data will be available should that unexpected time happen. Through our offsite backups. Then, of course, if you want to donate to a charity, watch out for scams. We've sadly seen a lot of scams over the years, and we continue to see them every year when there's a disaster. Always encourage ones to check irs.gov for a legitimate organization to be able to make a donation to. So, again, we are so appreciative of you listening in on the importance of tax data security. I can't stress it enough, you need to make sure whoever does your tax return, whoever you share your data with, it will be secure. And this is an office that keeps client information secure. Again, we thank you for listening to today's show. As next week, we're going to talk about how to avoid the unemployment surprise. Thanks for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.